Yeah, I tell you, what I love about this song is it's such a good reminder that no matter what our circumstances are, we can cling to Him. And, and last week we had a family meeting. We're having another family meeting uh, right now together. And listen, when uh, my kids were younger, if they heard we were having a family meeting, they weren't excited about it. <laughs> Somebody got in trouble. We're going to have to talk about it as a family now. That's what that usually meant. So I don't want you to feel that way right now. Nobody's in trouble. But the reason we're coming together with these family meetings is because of the trouble that's all around us. We've been in a pandemic season for nearly 10 months now. It's been rough, right? It's, it's, been, it's been a challenge. And, you know, in this past week, I don't know what this week has been like for you, but I know many people that are friends of mine, this has been a really, really challenging week. And so I hope that as we look at what it means to be a part of the family of God, that, that will give you courage, that it help you to sort of focus on the basics. Getting back to what, what can we do? There's not a lot of things we can control in the world around us, but we can control what we do personally, Right? I can control what I do. I can control what I believe, and I can choose to worship no matter what, and I can choose to follow Jesus no matter what. And that's what this is really about. I want to read to you a passage we started with last week in our first family meeting. I want to start there because I think this so speaks to where we are right now. Because, see, Jesus gave this amazing speech. It was full of great teaching and wisdom. But he ended this sermon with these words in Matthew 7. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. Do you feel like that's been happening lately? <laughs> it's been beating on that house. The winds have been blowing. The rains have been coming. The floods have been coming. It's just over and over, wave after wave after wave after wave. But it says, it did not fall. The house did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. I remember in my younger days, I always thought, okay, yeah, that's, the rock is Jesus. So we'll build our house on Jesus. But if we're being really, really, really particular and being nitpicky, technically what Jesus is saying is that the rock, the foundation, is your fellowship of Him. You not just, just hearing what he says, but actually doing what he says. That's the foundation that will keep your house standing. It's not, if you say, yeah, Jesus is the rock, but then you go and don't do what he told you to do, then you're still on sand. <laughs> and when the circumstances around us continue to beat and beat and beat, it's going to cause our spiritual house, our emotional house to shake. And so what we're doing today is kind of getting back to what the foundation is. What did Jesus tell us to do? And let's focus on doing that because that's something we can control. I can choose to do what he's told us to do. So I want to recap what we talked about last week together. We, we went back and revisited this great idea that actually Jesus gave us our mission. He gave us something to do. He gave us a purpose to live out. And we see him talk about it in Matthew 28. It was one of the last things he said after he was resurrected and was ascending back into heaven, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptize them, and teach them everything I've commanded you. And I'm with you every step of the way while you do this. That's what he said in Matthew 28. And so he gave us our mission, and we uh, have, our mission statement here at Hickory Grove specifically says that we exist to eradicate lostness in northern Kentucky by doing whatever it takes to help every person take their next step with Jesus. 
But that's another way of saying making disciples, just like Jesus said. That's another way of saying that. Uh, we happen to be, here in Kenton County, the most unchurched county in the state of Kentucky. God put us here to point people to a Jesus they don't really know about. They may know His name, but they don't know who He is. We have this great opportunity to live out our mission for Jesus to help everybody know who He is and experience life in Him. So another thing we learned last week is that the first church informs our vision. When you look at the first century church, we're going to look at the passage in Acts 2. We looked at it last week. We'll look at it again today. When you look at that portrait of the first church, you can see what they were about. And it gives us a, a great blueprint for today. But what you notice happening is a couple of things that have really become our vision at Hickory Grove. These are two hills that we die on. Everything we do is to accomplish these two things. And that is bless northern Kentucky and build God's family. And I would even get more specific. If you do what Jesus is leading you to do right now, it's going to result in you being used to bless northern Kentucky and to build His family. It's not just the thing that the church, this concept does. You are the church. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, this is you and me and all of us together doing this. So how do we do this? Well, we are going through our list of what we call at Hickory Grove the four G's. So just to recap, last week we talked about the first G is gather. And that's specifically to gather in worship. Hey, we're doing that right now. That's awesome. And I was uh, online just a little bit ago looking in the comment section. It was so cool to hear people say, I'm here watching. I've got this person next to me. I've got that person next to me. You are right here with us on the front row. So thank you so much for gathering virtually online and for you all choosing to be here in this room today. Uh, this is what it means to be a part of the family of God is we come together and we pray to Him and we praise Him. And we open up His Word and learn from Him so that we can depart and scatter and live for Him and point people to Him. That's what we're about. But we not only do that, we also grow. We grow specifically in smaller groups. We've said it for many years that we grow better in circles than we do in rows. Because then you get to know each other. In, in the passage I'm about to read to you, you will see a portrait of a church that gathered in a large group in the temple almost daily. But then they went into homes and broke bread together. They got to know each other. They knew each other's prayer requests. They knew the stuff that they were going through. And they held each other accountable and they learned together and they grew together. And so we, one of the challenges we put out last week that I want to reiterate again because it's a very, very practical way that you can be like Christ in this season. And I know it's super challenging with a pandemic going on around us, but we challenged you last week to invite someone up to maybe even seven people, but just someone to join you in discussing our Christmas series, which begins next week. I'm ready for some Christmas. How about you guys, right? Let's do this. Joy to the world, man. We need that right now. But we're going to do a five-week series. Very, very practical, cool stuff we're going to talk about. But you can just invite someone to, hey, we're going to do a discussion together once a week. Just You can do it virtually. Very safe way to do that using Zoom or Facebook or FaceTime. Or you can meet together safely somewhere. But you know your circumstances better than anyone else. Who is it that you can invite to do that? And if you want to be equipped and resourced to do that, all you got to do is go to our website, hickorygrove.net slash Christmas. And all things Christmas for the rest of the year, we're going to put on that page uh, that's going to be happening during the season. But you can go there now and you can see a form you can fill out saying, hey, I want to do this. Pray for me as I do this. Uh, and we'll resource you and equip you in every way. All right. 
shameless plug there. We talked about gathering and growing last week. We're going to hit the last two G's and our four G's. But let, let's revisit this beautiful portrait of the first century church. I want to read to you from Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. All right, so the third G we're going to talk about is give. Gather, grow, and give. And we see that radically displayed in the first century church. Whenever I read this passage, I am blown away by how radically they gave. They literally pulled together all the... It even says they sold possessions so they could take the proceeds and pull their resources together to make sure no one in the family of God had an unmet need. That's radical, right? We don't, we don't quite do it that way here in the 21st century, but I wonder if maybe we should start moving closer to that model to give that way. Here at Hicker Grove, we talk about it in these ways. We talk about giving of your time, talent, and treasure. And when you think about it, aren't these the three biggest commodities that we have? Like, these are the things we hold tightly to. Maybe, maybe we would fudge a little bit on the talent part. I have a lot of people say, I'm not even sure I have talents. Oh, you do. Everybody's got things that you can do. But man, especially time and treasure. Like, man, we're hold on to that. But if you can shift your thinking to think, you know what? All of these things God has given me. I would not have them if it were not for God. The day that I have today, that this, the air that I'm breathing, that I get to live this day, that, that's, that's on God. Thank you, God, for this day. I get to live today. I get to have a life today. This time that I have. I don't know how much time I have on this earth, but God does. And what I have is a gift from Him. If we start thinking in those terms, like the, my ability to do X, Y, or Z, that I have those skills, man, God allowed that to happen. But the income that I have, the job that I have that allows me to have that income, man, that, that's on God. Thank you, God, for that. We start thinking in those terms, then maybe it causes us to loosen our grip a little bit and say, this really isn't mine. This is His. He gave this to me. And if we go back to realize what are the two hills we die on, we are to bless North Kentucky and build God's family. Well, He gave me everything I have. All the blessings I have are in order for me to actually be a blessing to someone else, to others around me. Man, when you start thinking like that, that is a different life to live. And we can live that life no matter what our circumstances are. No matter how much more this pandemic rages around us. No matter how much more our economy might be suffering. No matter what goes on around us. That's a life we can still live. I can still see the blessings that God has given me and allow them to flow through me and be a blessing to other people. What's interesting to think about is how we have given of our time, talent, and treasure maybe somewhat differently in the past eight, nine months because of our circumstances. In some ways, it's been more technological and creative, but sometimes that creativity has brought us back to old school. And so, like, for instance, I think about time, talent, treasure. Like, time, right now, you know, a lot of times when we're asking people to give their time, we'll give you opportunities to serve right here on campus, which we still have those, for sure. 
but they're not as many as usual. So then how do I give up my time? We have this opportunity where you can literally uh, go pray in your neighborhood. We'll give you door hangers. You can just prayer walk in your neighborhood. Just as you're walking by a house, pray for that Pray for that family. You may know them. You may not know them, but pray for them. And then you can take a door hanger and just put it on their doorknob. And it just simply says, you're not alone. And it's got our church number on it. If they want to call or text us because they're going through something, they can, they can contact us. That takes zero money. <laughs> and it's really old school. Like we used to do that decades ago. But right now in a pandemic, that can be such a blessing to people. But it takes time to do all that, doesn't it? It takes time. You think about talent. I remember back in the early pandemic days, uh, we were all doing, you know, staying healthy at home, and I'd go out for a walk or a run, and I would notice that someone had taken time to go out to a piece of sidewalk and write something encouraging or draw something really cool, and it was really touching to me. I'm like, that's really cool. That, that encouragement, we need that right now. Do you think we still need it right now, guys? I think we do. I saw people posting. I, people I know that I didn't know could sing would post a, a song, them singing online because everybody was, you know, struggling and there was people, you know, suffering and discouraged and worried and scared. And so they would share a song. You know, I know of people that have offered to help their neighbors in different ways, whether they can make food, so they brought them food or whatever. I, I, I'm good at lawn work. Let me, let me take over your lawn for you. We can do this and be a blessing right now. Old school has kind of become new school. Speaking of new school, though, in the giving category, one of the coolest things I saw happen is in the midst of our pandemic, before the pandemic hit, of all the offerings given here at Hickory Grove, 30% came through online giving. Now over 60% come through online giving. It was really cool to see how many people were like, you know what, we know that we still need to pull together our resources and meet needs so that we can take care of people during this pandemic, so we can make a difference. And, and still old school was happening too. I remember, you know, how little traffic there was back in the early part of the pandemic. I was uh, on old 17 and someone who comes faithfully to Hickory Grove stopped their car in the middle of the road and talked to me. Like you, can, you would have get rear-ended if you were to do that right now. But they stopped and said, hey, I just want you to know we're driving to the church to, to put our offering in the drop box. We just, we're so pumped about what God is doing. I know this is awful right now. And that just reminded me that old school is still new school too. To, to give in that way. I love that people have tenaciously wanted to find a way to give. And if that's you and you're like not sure where to start with that, let me give you just a couple of places to go. You can go to hickorygrove.net slash help or slash give. Slash give is our giving platform where you can give online. But slash help tells you here are some things that we're preparing for you to help with. You can get the door hanger thing going. You can tell us how many door hangers you want. We'll get those to you. Or you can be a part of the Christmas tree ministry we're just launching. You can still give food to our Scorpion Center ministry. Uh, so if you want to know what to do, those are some practical things. Giving of your time, talent, and treasure. We're just one more G, and that's go. You know what I love about this list? When you see it all lined up, gather, grow, give, and go. It's like a funnel almost. It's like the wide part is gathering. And listen, it's a commitment to gather. It, it takes effort to do that. And some folks have really struggled doing that. I'm not, I don't want to minimize that, but it seems like with every one of these G's, it gets a little bit more commitment involved, a little bit more time involved, a little bit more, oh man, determination to do it. And today when I say go, what I mean is go, invite, and invest. When you look at the portrait of the first century church, they didn't just gather and grow and pull the resources and take care of just each other. It said that 
even those outside were in awe of what was going on. And even they were brought in. The only way that other people are brought into the family of God is if we go invite and invest in them. This is a big deal. I can think of people who took time to get to know me and build a relationship with me before I knew who Jesus was. But because they took the time to do that, they cared enough to invite me into their lives. Because they took time to do that, I'm standing here today. That's how any and all of us know who Jesus is, is because someone invited us into their life, into their story, into a relationship with them. And they invested in us and didn't give up on us, prayed for us, invited us to church, brought us to church, invited us into their group. It just took time to let us be a part of their lives. And that's what we have to do. This is what Jesus calls us to do, to go invite and invest in others. You know, whoever, maybe it's a neighbor that you happen to see taking out their trash, putting it on the curb when you're doing it. But we tend to just kind of go do it and get back in because it's cold and wet, which is definitely the truth today. But what if we took time to get to know our neighbors? What if we took time to get to know that coworker? What if we took it a step further? We don't just know who they are, but we invite them in and into a relationship with us. They get to know us. They may be very different from us. That's okay. I mean, my, my grandmother, who is a saintly, saintly woman, actually got to know what breakdancing was like in order to have conversations with me. Because when I was in the, a child of the 80s, I loved that so much. She gave me a breakdancing instructional tape. I look back on that and say, she probably was thinking, well, if this is what it takes to help my grandson know who Jesus is, I guess I'll do that. That's probably what she was thinking. But we need to do those kinds of things, to take the time to invite and invest in others around us. That's how souls are saved. So here's our to-do list today. Give your time, talent, and treasure. Go and invite and invest in someone. Jesus wants to bless you so that you can go do these things. And in many ways, others have done them for you. Now it's time for us to do them for others. As I I was thinking about this the other day, over the past year or two, we've had some dear, dear friends of mine who have gone on to be with the Lord in the past two years. And they're such godly people. And in my mind, I thought, well, who's going to take up the mantle and be like them so that others can know who Jesus is? That's you. Absolutely is you. You're the one that can take up that mantle. You're the one that can actually invite and invest in someone else and help them know who Jesus is. You could be the reason that someone knows who Jesus is at some point. It's just up to us to do it. And if we do it, here's the trade secret. The trade secret is if we do it, we're the ones who are blessed. It's us who gets blessed if we do it. Talk to anybody who does these things regularly. They'll say, man, I, I like this. God did this in my life. And, and man, I feel this way. And I used to never feel this way. And I think this way. I used to never think this way. But it's because I started doing what Jesus asked me to do. And it changes everything. And no matter what circumstances come your way, and hey, it's no fun for the rains to come and the floods to come and the winds to beat against your house like it's doing so many people right now. It's no fun. It really stinks. But when it happens... If you're doing what Jesus told you to do, your house will stand. It will. That's what it means to be a part of the family of God. Is that no matter what comes our way, the way maker will make a way. We just got to keep doing what he told us to do.
So I want to take time to pray with you. And I'll give you a little short prayer list for us to work through together. Three things that I want to ask you to potentially pray together today. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, would you pray one of these three things today? The first one is to ask God to adopt you into His family. If you've never asked Him to save you, to forgive you of your sins, you've never taken that first step of faith, do that today. It will change everything. He has done everything in this wonderful book that we call the Bible. Everything God has ever done in here is so that He can live with you forever. That's all He wants. And He's made a way. He's made a way by sending His Son to die on the cross. And for that Son stepping out of that grave so that you can spend eternity with Him. But you just it's up to you to believe. Have you placed your faith in Jesus yet? If not, talk to Him right now and say, Jesus, save me. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All you have to do is ask. And He'll save you. And you will become a child of God forever and ever and ever. And then also, ask God to help you loosen the grip on your time, talent, and treasure. It's a precious commodity, and we hold tightly to it, and we want to use it the way we want to use it. But at the end of the day, it's really His that He's given to us. Will we say, God, show me how you would have me use this? And then lastly, ask God to show you someone to invite and invest in. And man, if you pray that prayer, He's going to lay someone on your heart. You're going to have a burden for them. And you're like, okay, now I need to, I need to like get to know them better. Let them get to know me better. And it's an awesome thing to do. It can be so life-changing, not only for that person, but for you. Will you pray these prayers today? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand together uh, here in this room. And if you're at home watching or listening, you can feel free to stand also. But it's an opportunity for us to kind of stand before God together and to pray these things. So I invite you to do that right now. Go ahead and stand. And go ahead and close your eyes. And let's talk to God together in this moment. God, as the circumstances around us are kind of like that wind beating against our houses emotionally and spiritually, maybe even physically. Father, as we're experiencing that right now with our circumstances, you have taught us that if we just do what you've asked us to do, it's like us standing firm on that rock, oh Lord. So Father, right now, there might be someone watching or listening online, someone in this room that is yet to call upon your name and ask you to save them, ask you to adopt them into your family. So Father, hear their prayer as they call out to you and say, Jesus, save me. Make me your child right now. I want to be with you forever, oh Lord. I need you. I need you to be my rock. Oh Lord, whoever's praying that prayer right now, help them to know that this very moment, they are now your child and your family forever. And Father, I pray that you help us to loosen the grip on our time, our talent, our treasure. Help us to see it as gifts from you that we need to give away. And Lord, lay someone on our heart that we can invite to gather with us, whether virtually or in person, or, or invite into a relationship with us. Lord, show us who that is and give us the courage to engage them, to get to know them and let them get to know us. Lord, this is what you've asked us to do. Give us the courage to do it. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you took a step of faith today or maybe you have questions about faith or just need some encouragement, we want to hear from you. All you have to do is text the word family to our church number. Number's right there on the screen, 859-356-3162. Let us know 
If you take a step of faith today or you want to or you have questions about that. And listen, a week from today, we're going to launch a brand new series called Best Gift Ever. I'm really, really stoked about it. It's going to give you some really good cheap gift ideas, believe it or not, but also point you to the greatest gift of all, which is Jesus Christ. So we need some joy. We need some peace. We need some cheer. So make sure you join us again next week. All right. God bless you guys. You're dismissed. Have a great rest of your day.